0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Hobbit in Canada. I'm your host, Tom, and with me this week are...
1: Yeah. Ward. <laughs> and Steve. You threw it for a loop a little bit on that one, Tom. That intro was different. It was fast. Yeah. Was, was it? Fast it and hard. strange. I, it was. I think there was like one or two words off. I think it was like "with me as always" this week or some weird little twist. Yeah, oh. you, you changed it up just ever so slightly. So you know. Oh, fair enough. This episode you've thrown me off. We need to start
0: over. Uh, this episode <laughs> is brought to you by Tom's been drinking already, <laughs> 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 which is not that different from most episodes. But that's normally I wait until we like just before start to get into it. Oh, okay. So good. Whereas as soon as I rolled up to your house, I just like cracked a beer out on the. Side of the
1: road. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of depressing.
0: Yeah. You were in your garage working on your car. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. Well, well, to be else? fair, the first one that he cracked open, he offered Mike. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mike is not bad. with us because he's, he's struggling with some landlord issues. So uh, he's here, not again. Uh, I guess two weeks in a row, we're missing Mike. Not against as well. Yeah. And <laughs> the best part is, too. He has not had any hobby time, so we might actually catch up to the uh, next episode. Oh, that's. Oh, I won't. <clears throat> we maybe will catch Mike because he does not have a place to do any hobbying. <laughs>
2: do
1: um, just I don't,
3: don't know. He's, he's, he's posted some pictures already, so I don't <sighs> think that that's really stopping him currently. All yeah. right.
0: See, for me, most of my model building was more IKEA furniture. Oh, oh my god. That's fucking so much IKEA furniture, just
1: big models. That's terrible.
0: Yeah, life it's size. So life. much of it. I am so done with IKEA. I think I've been there like five times in the last two weeks. Although. And remember, it made,
1: it made watching Deadpool the other day that much funnier. Mm, it's true,
0: lot. actually. And I was at IKEA the very next day, oddly enough, because I'm always at IKEA now. And I was actually checking out some uh, nightstands. And Did they have
1: the same. Is, is the one in Deadpool
0: actually a nightstand? Those thing? names are from IKEA. Wow, I didn't. know I that. saw them, and I was like. Do I want the Herdal? No, of course I don't want the Herdahl. Herdal is shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked I, about this. So I very specifically did not buy the Herdal. Basically because of Deadpool's because, be, consumer recommendations. Yeah, because Deadpool thinks it's shit and I shouldn't buy it. Well, he does have... I, I'm
1: going to say he has a basis in reality somewhere, but probably not. I, I would actually... Is, I would, is I, shit, though? Like, I, is I, I would argue
0: more than any other superhero because he does break the fourth wall, so he actually exists in our reality. Oh yeah, yeah it's okay. true. he does yeah. know that he's a comic book character. That's
1: true. That's true. So, and he's Andy's probably, Canadian. Yeah, he is from Regina, right?
0: Is he from Regina? Is he from Regina rhymes with fun. Or fun, or
1: right? with fun?
0: Yeah. he just mentions Regina? But
1: I think he's from Regina. Like, I think that's, he's or from Moose Jaw or something. Like, he's from a weird...
0: <laughs> from Saskabush.
1: Yeah, Saskabush. Anyway, somebody going to correct us for sure. On
0: oh, my God. This is going to be the most flamed we have ever been on this podcast for not knowing where the fuck Deadpool's from. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Luke, two. shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what are you guys been working on this week?
0: Ikea Furniture.
1: Funky like furniture. Uh, I've been doing some batch painting, uh, BattleTech stuff, and doing some nice. digital artwork and that sort of thing. So kind of more of the same for myself. I've got yeah, I think five mechs on the go right now. So that's pretty sweet. Batch painting, yay! It's my favorite thing.
3: Can <laughs> yeah, you tell? Of it, is, it is not my favorite thing. <laughs> Ward, what have you been working on? Uh, I have been cleaning BattleTech at work. Nice. Um, anyway, sorry. Get on the the wagon. It's honestly what I'm going
0: to be doing as soon as my I've, ooh question. Question. What is the first model I should paint in my new apartment? Battletech. Break it in. If you
3: go
1: alphabetical, it could be an archer. Ooh. Do I have an archer? Yeah. Yes. Dude, do you I really don't. Wanna, do you really want to sully your place with a Battletech model as your first one? You should do something that you're actually excited to do. Like, break it in proper. Yeah, something like, like Battletech model. I'm we, down with this. Are you actually excited for them? Cause like, yeah. What, it depends on which Battletech model. Some of the ones Dan has as three prints are awesome, and some of the starter set ones are absolutely Oh,
0: I'm not shit. Yeah, but,
3: selling him the bad models
0: no he okay. only gets me the 3d print ones
3: okay that's okay i'll, I'll, I'll allow it something green i was gonna say so
0: Ooh.
3: yeah that would be my suggestion maybe a green battle type model <gasps> two birds Ooh. with one stone
0: Ooh, i still need a color scheme for clan owlbear
3: they could Ooh, be green they could be green oh god <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm
0: so disappointed is the archer a <laughs> clan mech no damn it i can't <laughs> be the archer
1: <laughs> All right, well, I've actually worked on stuff that isn't Battletech. So hey, wait. Like I'm not He's dead. not
0: done. We're talking Battletech, Steve. Uh, Sell so so your goddamn roll. You
3: <laughs> so I've been cleaning that at work. But at home, I've been actually uh, painting some MDF buildings. Oh, nice. Good. Yes. Is is any pictures? Uh, No, but not Didn't yet. Didn't happen. I do some. Oh, fine. I'll That's do true. That actually there. is an entire <laughs> but, uh, internet But what I did find out, though, is Pips that or the... Sorry. I'm still here. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I did find that uh, inks don't work so great. Um, The cracks and crevices on, like, all the brickwork and such, uh, you actually need to use actual paint. Because it absorbs it. Were you spraying the inks? No. Okay. I was going to was gonna say, are the cracks just, just to the literally crop, so. too thin, like they don't have v- enough detail? They are pretty thin. Uh, gotcha. You can see it, but having the definition. So really something I wondered with, them, with so. those
1: buildings is: is were the lines just laser burns, or were they actually like textured to the point where you could wash them? I kind of thought about that. I thought it might be an issue. Yeah, they're just laser etched in, so it might do weird things for absorbency. Yeah.
3: Depending on how. I wonder if you they might be able to so. get
1: away with like dusting them with a varnish or something if that might help. Ooh, you might seal the porosity that. a little bit. I could do that. You on, probably uh, actually want to do like a gloss varnish and then a matte because the mats don't are actually quite porous. You probably want to do something glossy and then matte it. Like that would work pretty good. Coat and everything.
3: Hmm, yeah. that's an idea. I could try some on the bases uh, for all the like stonework on the sidewalks and yeah, so have that be do. my test and see what happens with that. So, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. Cool. I've been working on a single
1: model. I'm working on a painting contest model. Uh, it is the Amazonian biker bootleg from Infinity. So it's been slow going, uh, but it's actually been a lot of fun because it's kind of cool. I've really been enjoying getting into just like single model, just do one thing, enjoy the process. It's fun. Not, not doing units or gigantic things. Is it's that just what, the one for Warhammer? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, which you're bailing on me. I'm so sad. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So that's me this week. Uh, how about shut up and take my money? Tom. Don't take my money.
0: No. Ikea furniture? Um, well, yo. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes, but so let me just paint you a picture here. I went down to the, the Art Walk in uh, in Edmonton here on White Ave to pick up some art for my walls for the new apartment. I was looking for something kind of pretty to make the apartment look better. Was it a Deadpool poster <clears throat> go above your doll? No. Damn it. No. <laughs> it's a little bit ridiculous. And I was also looking for some lamps and junk sellers. Lots of cool stuff. I thought maybe there'd be some swank like yeah, sure. retro lamps. And I walk by Avenue Guitars, and I see a sign <laughs> that says Gretsch Guitars 20% off today. So I hang a left, go in the store, and I bought a guitar instead. <laughs> i got the fuck out of here. But
1: there. his guitars will be hung on the wall. So it's kinda like decorations.
0: And it's real pretty. It's actually The really only nice.
1: reason I'm upset with you right now is because you just finished telling me you can't come to Vegas. And you bought a guitar.
0: Yeah, which was like a quarter of my trip to Vegas. Oh, that's,
1: that's a pretty good price then for the guitar.
0: Yeah, it was an amazing price for the guitar. Yeah. And you're going to appreciate this, Steve. No one in the radio world will. But you'll appreciate this because it is hand-painted by a hot rod pinstriper out of oh, California.
1: That's oh, awesome. It looks pretty fucking sweet. That's awesome. Is it white pinstriping or did they do something? Uh,
0: it is white and black pinstriping on an orange body. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's that's
1: really rock. nice in person. Yeah, so that's there's a in, like, couple SoCal. hundred of them done. That's got some SoCal Hot Rod theme going on. Yeah, and it was yeah. it's
0: from 2009, and it was in the warehouse there for the last seven years. So it's a brand new guitar that's just seven years old. Is it a bass? No, it's a guitar. No, it's just a guitar? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Hollow body electric. Nice.
2: It's
1: yeah. awesome. Okay, well, now that we've turned into a musical instrument podcast... Well, it's...
0: Well,
3: obviously we I'm not buying Toy Soldiers we, this week we I spent $600 we on a fucking start guitar a band at one point.
1: Well, We were going to start a band It was a terrible <laughs>
0: idea uh, Dan how about you oh, Hold on let me just revisit this <laughs> idea If you if you could commit to just playing Various covers of Baker Street I would be totally in for that Okay
1: we'll talk about this that later That is the only song that is written for saxophone As far as I'm <laughs> concerned We can, we can talk <laughs> about this later at, Maybe off air But <laughs> sure let's go with it Dan how about you but yeah, I really can't think of anything for shut up and take my money. I spent the majority of the last couple of weeks looking at potentially buying houses and condos and all kinds of other bullshit and potentially fixing up the gen. So I had many other concerns other than buying toy soldiers. Gotcha. So nothing to report this time, which is really weird.
3: Ward, well, I spent a fuck ton.
0: Good. Okay,
3: Somebody. (laughs) Somebody I'm really amused how
0: unnecessary some of it was to me. Oh,
3: yeah, no, absolutely. As long as somebody's buying hobby stuff, I'm cool. Uh, I bought uh, fucking expensive lamps. That's okay. We're just, well, since I missed last week and everything, uh, I did buy my ticket to the painting uh, seminar down in Calgary. Nice. uh, Nice. We'll see you guys there on November 4th and 5th. Um and then or fifth and sixth. One of the two. That weekend, the one that's it, the weekend. It's the one the the Saturday and the Sunday. <laughs> In November. That tends to be the weekend. That's when we're going. Uh, so I bought my ticket for that. Uh, I picked up the Box of Imperial Veterans. which Star be, Wars. Which we'll be talking about a little bit later for uh, X-Wing. Uh, I also bought the rule books for the new Mark III War Machine and Hordes. Nice. Which I bought both books, which Tom also pointed out that I didn't need to necessarily.
0: Well, so here's the thing. If you haven't bought those books yet, um, there's... Did we talk about this last time? There's an appendix in the back of the War Machine book for all the Hordes rules and an appendix in the back of the Hordes book for all the War Machine rules. I don't think we got into that level of detail, no. So, if you're just getting it for the rules to play the game, you only need one. And this includes all of the small rule books that come in the starter sets, as well as the big ones you can buy. But you did get all of the rules for the basic units from the main War Machine and Hordes factions.
3: Yeah, and as an organizer, I feel that it's okay Ah. to have them both. Uh, So, I will... Suck it up and uh, be okay with my purchase and yep. such. Um, and then what else? Um, I was going to give money to Warhammered, but then work was a... Yeah, you're the worst, man. It's going to be yeah, so much fun. Yeah, I know. I want to just go drink. Um, but I think that's about it for me. So there are some purchases. Okay, well, my Shut Up and Take My Money is the new Alarial model. Uh, mostly because I'm the giant the... Wardroth
1: beetle I just want the beetle I really could care less About the chick ride And the beetle I just want the beetle
0: Because the but beetle she's, is amazing But she's the ever queen
3: Yeah I don't care You can you can like have her Does I just want mean... the beetle <laughs> Does that mean The beetle is the ever beetle Is that a thing No he's a Wardroth <laughs>
1: I don't know what a Wardroth beetle is, but it's it's
3: awesome. It sounds badass.
0: The Ever beetle.
1: Yeah. the You know what part of it is, though? The reason that I want to pick it up is because of the paint job. GW did an amazing job with that, like, it does. star it feel kind of crazy really highlight good. thing. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, um, it's like non-carapace carapace. carapace non chitinous carapace. <laughs> chitinous? trying to think of it. Is it chitinous? Kiteness. It's chitin. Yeah. Kiten, trust me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually. Oh, yeah, a bug I'm not
3: even going to argue with Steve on this you are, one.
0: You are a bug guy. Dude, do you have a degree in entomology yeah. or do you can yeah,
3: Okay, yeah. Yeah. say the word again for me. Chitin. It's chitin. So chitin. the tyrannids are chitinous? They have chitinous shells. Yes. Exoskeletons. Interesting. Yeah. And he's and
0: he's not chitinous around.
3: If somebody says chin, <laughs> it makes me a little mad. Okay, question are they pronounced tyranids or tyrannids?
1: No, that is a good question. Or Trinidad Warriors. No <laughs> oh! Like that one kid at the store that one time. Oh my god. I'm looking Trinidad for Warriors. the
3: Chaos and the Trinidad Warriors.
1: Oh my god, if I saw a Trinidad Warrior just like with a Raspberry <laughs> hat and like the, the, the one, one that
0: always got one me was Chorn. Awesome. I want some chorn berserkers. And you're like, how does K and H make it to us now? <laughs> Corn. The one that I also had a bit of trouble with was Genesteller. I've heard that before Gene <laughs> Stealer Although Jean-stealer. Zeech Was a complete shit show <laughs>
1: Yeah Yeah that one's
3: understandable But that's why nobody bought it So
0: Ooh That
3: and yeah, I kind of bought it all Before they had a chance That's true we did
0: the, Until so. Silver Tower came out And then everyone buys Zeech
3: Yeah yes. Now now everybody's in horror for it Anyway uh, we're talking about We're talking Beatles. about Beatles Wait one more thing I'm actually surprised on Tom Shut Up and Take My Money because you did see the cover of the new White Dwarf coming out, right?
0: Okay, I'm saving that for two weeks from now because okay. I like having content in the future. Whoop!
3: Okay, what's <laughs> on the White... Talk about the Beatles!
0: Yeah, so... Did you not see it? No. We'll, show okay, it. we'll, we'll talk you We'll talk Don't about pay later. attention to White Dwarf.
1: Um, no, but the, the entire... It
0: rhymes uh, with... More, it rhymes with... Um, Babbage Mortruck. <laughs> Okay, savage orcs. Yeah, just don't worry about
1: it. (laughs) Spoiler alert! alert. (laughs) God damn it, Steven! It's not that hard to figure out at that point in time. Um, No, but the entire Sylvaneth release is actually pretty badass, and yeah, I really like it. Kind of like the Treeman that they came out with the plastic Treeman from way back now, which was like only two years ago three years ago it suddenly fits in perfectly yeah it looks yeah. wonderful I actually liked that model back then but it was always kind of a little bit weird Androika's driving a tree mech that shoots bees at people yeah it's True. actually really cool I thought it was going to be weird their treekin plastic kits or whatever the hell they are look really awesome I'm a big fan of the archer guys the Kurnoth hunters or something yeah the, yeah. the one that I like the most is the little tiny beetle that's carrying the archer quills yeah that thing is so sweet.
0: Once I figured out what the hell it was supposed to be, yeah. I was like,
1: that's awesome. It's a grub carrying the archer quilts or the the arrows. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. yeah.
0: And then the half tree, half elf things. Yeah, also they're awesome. raisins. Yeah, it's an entirely Okay, no, they're release, troughs. I'm, I'm sorry.
1: The thing about... <laughs> so, and the other thing, I actually played a game of Age of Sigmar. Uh, like a full game practicing for Warhammer. Yeah. It's a blast. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did, but I played... Uh, I played my Tomb Kings mm-hmm. against uh, buddies uh, Lizardmen or whatever they're all, they're called now. Who
3: played you playing against Seraphon?
1: Uh, Kyle. Seraphon. And it was fantastic. We had a blast. It was a close game. Cool. I can see the, the scenarios being huge. We also didn't do any points. We just sort of figured out like, okay, you got a war machine? I'll take a war machine. You've got a unit of infantry? I'll take a unit of infantry. Like it was really just... Yeah, General's Handbook isn't quite out yet so that will actually be fixed up really soon. Yeah, but if you just balance it out, I had a blast and I'm actually kind of like... I'd like to paint Solanus stuff. Maybe I should do another Age of Sigmar Army.
0: Well, and this is just it, right? In a lot of ways, you... Opening up the point system like that allows you to just do that with a friend. Yeah. right. Yeah. Whereas before, there was no... like you, you, you would always come back to, well, you ended up being 200 points over, so therefore you won, blah, blah, blah. But then yeah, now, yeah, we it's just, like, fuck it.
1: We just played, and uh, Tomb Kings are actually still kind of good. I quite enjoyed uh, enjoyed playing them their war sphinx is awesome because you yep. just have its damage so i actually kind of want to paint up some tomb kings and go back and do that like i'm actually sort of re-energized for fantasy, fantasy. Oddly enough. and yeah. if you like tomb kings and you already have them you're golden
0: if you want to buy tomb kings yeah. you're fucked or and conversely it, but they do have rules i do appreciate that i'm just gonna put it out there the new kingdom of death mantic models or the whatever the fuck they're called for the tomb kings There's some nice models in that range. Hmm. They're not
1: terrible. I'd still think, like, the War Sphinx and the Tomb Guard... Yes, if you you can get your hand on
0: those, you can't beat them, but for, like, your basic skeletons and shit, they're they're absolutely no worse than the old GM ones. Yeah, GW
3: basic skeletons are terrible. I just know that there's Tomb kings in somebody's basement at some point when I'm interested in buying some. I'm sure there'll be some on the interwebs. Yeah, but
1: there'll be a point where they're all painted. (laughs)
3: <laughs> not while I own an army. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Dan that's true. begs to differ. And if there's anything that I like they to also, do... none of them are really metal anymore. But if there's anything I like to do is I like to reprime Tomb Kings.
1: So Plastic models you can't strip, really. You can simple green them, but that doesn't work always. Yeah, That's one of the things that I do not like, is if you don't have plastic Tomb Kings, you're kind of hooped for the second-hand market right now.
0: I think I've got, got about four too. of the old Screaming Soul catapults. Ooh. The really old tiny ones. Yeah. Oh, I like those two. Like the old balls <laughs> ones. Did I
1: give you one? Because I no.
0: Had two. No, you didn't. I feel like, no, I gave somebody
1: one. Because what the fuck am I going to use? I got them in some They're random terrible.
0: box. Anyways, we're probably completely off Oh, okay, yeah, we're totally off topic.
1: But there's one, uh, but it's okay, because our, our next uh, segment is... Horrible. It's horrible, <laughs> exactly. And I was going to say, it's going to probably be pretty quick. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> can we polish this turd? I don't know if we can. This is, the, you know what? It's actually the, supposed to be the, polished. The, paint, the paints aren't going to try to do that. Okay, so what we're reviewing is GW's new gemstone paint line. The
0: technical paints. The technical? Which technically suck. Uh,
1: okay. Not the best kind the of tech. suck. No, the
0: technical. Before we No, go, no, these it, specifically. Yes.
1: Before we give our verdict, mm. if you couldn't tell what it's going to already be, <laughs> how, do you, how do you use these? So GW says you should paint, like, your silver base layer and then paint this over top. And it's a allegedly a quick and easy way to do gemstones. So and I they have three colors. To be fair, they have the red, the green, and the blue. That is literally
3: it. It's it's almost like a candied effect. It's that's what ex- they're going for, it's right? It's exactly so the same
1: as um uh the ghost tints. No ghost tints, but also
3: the other no. one that I used. No. no, no, it's that's not. That, but that's what they're trying to do. Yes, so they're that, trying well, to be ghost but it, tints, but it did not work. So hear me out.
1: As far as gemstone paints goes, I, I also just tried this out on a test model like right before this podcast and it's fucking horrible. Don't do the silver paint and then paint this over top. It looks like hell.
0: Did you do any kind of a gradient on that before painting? No, because
1: you don't need to. At GW's Express, here's how you do it. You don't have to worry about that. You just paint your silver down and you throw this over top. I think their hope runs. is that the the curved surface with the metallic paint will kind of provide its own gradient via natural lighting. Yeah and it don't work so good it looks horrible now so if it was strictly for gemstones and I was using just their paint silver do this I'd give it a negative five for its review (laughs) I think this is the worst idea ever for how to do a gemstone but I will say having sprayed a lot of the Tamiya clears to get a candy effect this might spray out of an airbrush better because it is water soluble (sighs) which brings it up slightly and I think it might be a competitor to the ghost Tints in some ways but between the Ghost Tints and the Forge World airbrush clear paints and all the other brands of airbrushable clear paints, like, do we really need to force another? So, like I said, I at a negative five. The fact that you maybe could find another use for it brings it to a zero for me. I've also heard people think that, or people say that you might be able to use it for nail polish. So that could be a thing. Yeah, it's super thick, uh, so you would have to thin it. And the other thing, once you thin a shiny paint, it usually loses some of its shininess
0: it loses its luster.
1: Yeah, I mean you can cut it with water, but that's just going to completely take that that uh reflection out of it. If you cut it with alcohol, it might curdle, like there's all sorts of weird issues you run into. Yeah, cuz god um, knows what's actually in those things for mixing them with the different mediums. Yeah. So, yeah, mine is a solid 0 for my rating, and that's just the easiest review I think I've ever done. Tried it based on their instructions and horrible.
3: Yeah, I mean like opening up the pots like you said, like it looks like fingernail paint yeah right so it's got yeah. kind of almost like a little bit of a transparency like look to it but yeah. it is quite thick at the same time if that makes sense at all
2: yeah
3: the uh, one the one question me, a lot of
1: it to me a clear
3: the one question that i have on it is how bad is it because i haven't used the
1: stuff but um i have seen absolutely no compelling reason to try um, how does it like adhere to the model does it bead does it flow into the crevices is it easy to control
3: oh, it's, dude it's thick it's just like painting it on thin paint so I mean like you could control it relatively easy but uh, I mean yeah. at, at that point though but it's it's it doesn't uh, do the candy effect you know like what I honestly like think goes this in. is
1: I think this is honestly just their uh, their new sh- uh, shiny inks mixed into their gloss varnish I think that's all they've done. Oh. It could be a mixture of, basically, of art coat and glaze or ink of some kind. I'm pretty sure, because they have those new inks, right, that are the, the metallics the or the glossy ones or whatever they yeah. are. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what they've done, because this is something you used to be able to do with the old GW inks, is to, because that, they used to actually have those uh, tinted metallics, like you get metallic purple and red back in the yep. day. Yeah, like I've got yeah. a couple and then, of and when they completely swapped their range, they had an article on a White Dwarf where you could still recreate those effects using their inks and gloss varnish over top of them. And and I've, I've actually painted dozens of, like, power weapons and force weapons, and actually all my wood elves had either blue-tinted metal for all the generic troops, and all the heroes had green-tinted weapons. Yeah. And that was all mixtures of GW inks and, like, chainmail and mithril silver, that sort of a thing, and... Yeah, it works really well. It does work really well. You just you can't use too much ink, or you lose the yeah. thickness, like we were saying. But I think honestly, this is just a grab bag for money. That they're just they have these new uh, shades, the shiny shades, or whatever you want to call them, and they have gloss varnish. And you add a couple of drops, bam, you got a new skew, and there's your there's your sale. Would you even recommend this for like an absolute beginner painter who maybe doesn't have the the skill set to do the like, you know, the black with the edge highlights in the corner and the white dot in the corner like instead of doing a 5 or a 6 step gem, would no. you recommend this as not even? I it looks like dick.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> like here's the thing. Some people you, like that no, what's, no.
3: what's that thing that you call when you take po- photos by your junk? Is fanking? Fanking. This is this could be good for fanking, but I don't know what the <laughs> reference would be.
0: Uh, uh, I, I think for me Looking at this, you could paint a gem without doing the full gem process. It would look better just a fucking straight color of something else.
1: Yeah, honestly, I think if you did just black and then, like, a regal blue and a
0: dot, like, and at least you're you're honing a skill. You're trying something new. Yeah. And if, if you have no desire to hone that skill, just paint it a solid regular color, and then it's not going to have some kind of a weird it's tonal, not be textural cluffy, difference. And you don't need to buy another
1: paint... <laughs> and I do have to say, it's this is gonna this is kind of like a big, shocking, meaningful statement to me. Some of the worst BattleTech models I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> were from people that were trying to make the um, GW technical gemstone effect work for a cockpit glass, where they oh. did the silver with the wash over it. Yes. And by internet BattleTech painted model standards, they looked bad. Ooh, that's like, really bad. It's that's terrible. Yeah, because yeah. especially in that case, because the cockpit is recessed into the like the armor a little bit, so it was really hard to like not get the um you know the glaze effect yeah, onto yeah. the areas next to it and everything. It was just a complete mess. I honestly don't know how we polished this to not be a zero. Like it's pretty horrible, and it's, you could you can buy other paints to recreate this effect that do a better
0: job. I would rather use an ink and have more control over how it's going down.
3: The ghost tints have a. I mean, like look at Mike's. Um, uh, submarines, right? Why are we even comparing these two things? Well,
1: you know, in all honesty, yeah, well, just because before I mean, we completely write them off, I do wonder how they spray through an airbrush. Because maybe, who knows, maybe you cut them with water and they still shine like crazy. That would be awesome. Because there's very few super glossy models that shine or super glossy paints that shine after being sprayed via an airbrush. Yeah, Those it was tints
0: are one of them. One of the problems is, though, is that oftentimes. If you're going to be doing something with an airbrush over a large enough surface, you're probably going to be going back afterwards anyways with various varnishes.
1: Like I said, if you're doing
0: Mike's style of his Sigmarines, with that uh, you do your... Metallic
1: gradients with the ghost tint over the top. Ghost tint. Maybe this isn't a competitor, but that's, like I said, the only thing I can think of it. But for its over. intended purposes, yeah, it kind of seems like a steaming turd. And the other thing, even on the GW website, they look fucking horrible, the test models. They did a couple of Eldar weapon platforms... Yeah. oh they're bad like you look at them and it's just ugh. and the the white dwarf like what's new today or whatever blog they basically the only positive that i could find from reading that article is the guy the guy was like i did a whole unit's worth of gems in like 10 minutes yeah so yeah you, know, you can do it you can do it in, pretty poor job extremely quickly but <laughs> it the rest of the models were painted well the guy obviously had brush control and they would have looked better if he just did regular gems you know
2: or filed maybe, them off <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe if you were uh, army painting right before a tournament and you needed to get and you're playing Eldar and you wanted your third color to be a gem I'd rather leave it metallic I don't know like no I don't I don't I disagree I think metallic would look really weird but just like random
0: silver nipples on all your armor I'd rather have silver nipples than this turd
1: I don't know. I think I'd rather I'd rather have it tinted with this color, but still <laughs> it, that's, that's That's a pretty
0: really, shitty hairs right That's here. a pretty
1: <laughs> shitty. Yeah, it's not worth it. I would yeah,
3: zero. I'm going to solid zero ward. Yeah. I'm at a zero, I bought these for research purposes and now <laughs> we can uh, do with them what we will, so Well, the next thing to do you is You could try putting out, it on a bee. No. Find out how they taste. No,
1: oh, I, I thought you were going ah. <laughs> to
3: How does the green
1: taste? This is entirely the inks 100% <laughs> the inks. this tastes like ink <laughs> You might want to go brush your teeth <laughs>
0: oh. Okay, I thought you were going to actually ask The okay. ultimate question of what to do with these now that We have them
1: Well, we can try no, airbrushing later Somebody else should, should smell <laughs> them really closely And then smell okay. this ink Because right, that s- is entirely the shiny ink like, you know the old ink smell? Oh, that's chestnut, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's, I got a lot of that. It.
0: It's an oh, ink yeah. gloss varnish. That's all it is. Yeah. So it's a thickened ink. That's 100%. it. 100%. You know what I've never had a use for in my entire time painting? Chestnut ink. Thick ink. Thick <laughs> ink. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I kind of saw that coming. Do you, do I give it a zero. What, what do you give it? I, I feel like giving it a one because I feel like giving something a zero is really mean. If so I'm gonna give it a one. <laughs> Just for some, because I feel really guilty. guilty. You have pity. Well, we normally say from one
0: to five, right? Like that's kind of always better. And our, occasionally it goes to like a okay. You well, can 1 make to 5. this we'll with on gloss one. varnish and an ink. You wouldn't want to, but you, you can could make that. You don't even need these. Yeah. There's I, zero. You, oh, you know sorry. what? I actually almost would be in the negative spectrum because to me it kind of feels like. Shitty get rich quick schemes of like <laughs> snake oil salesmen. <laughs> They're just like, here's something you don't need that'll cure your AIDS. Here you go. And then this will um, cure your gemstones. It's perfect. It'll dig you 10 minutes. Oh,
1: it's shit, actually. That's yeah. Too bad. And it might give you AIDS. <laughs> could, could give you AIDS. If I get AIDS from licking the green paint, I'm going to be a little upset. <laughs> that would be upsetting. Be yeah. I, I, <laughs> um,
0: I didn't don't even want to say there. You know what? I'm not even going to rate it because it oh. doesn't deserve to be talked about.
1: Yeah, just all you need to do is take that, a look at the GW that, website. That, that weapon platform is uh, a little bit rough. Yeah, especially where it's like sloppy silver oh, edges. Yeah, I mean you stuff. can tell yeah. the painters Slope, for the images on that one, they were just like, this is terrible. I'm a heavy
0: metal painter. I, I This is awful. Yeah, I, you know, I'll go negative one because I feel like they're swindling people. So to cancel out my point? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we're at a solid zero. Perfect. Okay. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay, moving on. Yeah, told no, you guys anything a quick else? Uh, yeah, holy shit. So... In light of uh, like me moving recently, and this is... I know I've talked about me moving on the podcast a lot in the last few years.
3: You so. move a lot. Let it go. You're but to get-
0: there is one difference this time, is I've actually been moving into a place that I plan to stay indefinitely. Nice. And nice, I've good. had a little bit of the money and the space to set up a hobby space exactly how I want it for exactly what I want it to be. So I was wanting to talk to you guys today about what are the, some of the things that you really like to try and do to create a hobby space uh, for yourselves and whether that's conducive, like to kind of help help you hobby, right? Like having a good space to sit down and work is half the battle.
1: Uh, yes, G.I. Joe. You're entirely correct. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> um, my hobby space is where we podcast. And the only thing that I need in all honesty in a hobby space, and this is a little bit different, is... Decent lighting, I'm not even as crazy around the lighting as you guys, and probably a TV or a computer, some sort of background noise, and I'm happy. And I know I'm on probably the uh, the easier end of things for spectrum. Like I don't really care about having like a really nice painting area, Table? that kind of thing. My table's a piece of garbage. <laughs> it's got lots of nice penises drawn on it though. It does have lots of nice penises. But then I would say there's people <laughs> like Dan who must have things very specific. It's true, <laughs> but at the same time, I literally haven't had the space in the last few years. Like, my painting area is, I have, like, an $80 IKEA computer desk that I have, like, a little laptop stand for, Yeah. and my paints are filling all the drawers in that desk, and it kind of sucks, because it's just a desk yeah. in my bedroom. It's not really optimized for either task, so that's definitely, for me, something not to do, if you can at all help it. Like. So my question to you is, if you had the space and had the idea ideal amount of time, how much, how, first of all, what would you have in your space when you're a hobby space? Um, the way that I kind of up or visualize things, it's actually very similar to what Tom's got where I like the idea of having, um, like two small desks in the same room. Mm -hmm. So you can potentially, if, if a buddy comes over and you want to do some painting and whatever, put a movie on and do some like base coats or whatever, pass the time a little bit more quickly, like You can do that, or you can just have two projects on the go at once and not have to, like, clean up and tear down every time or something like that. So I think having... I do think that having two small painting stations in the same room would be awesome. Having at least one figure cabinet would be awesome. And somewhere for at least a 4 by 4 table. And that's really my only requirements, because I haven't had... um, Basically, since I lived in this basement where we now podcast years ago, (laughs) I haven't had any really dedicated gaming space area, like... I have shelves full of Warhammer scenery anywhere they fit in my current condo because there's no room in the basement because it's my sister's condo, but she was working overseas, so all of her stuff is stored in the basement, so there's no storage space. Yeah. So, like, yeah, my hobby area has been basically non-existent the last few years, and I've had more time to daydream about it than anything, but, yeah, I really, really can't wait to get a place of my own and do very similar things to like Tom and have a dedicated... Non-compromised area with two decent desks, and so I won't have to, like, multitask and just do a shitty job of both. Speaking
3: well, of that, though, like, I mean, if, if you're looking to, like, move out and get your own place, I mean, you could sell your sister shit. That, <laughs> might, that, that might help with a down payment. I don't, first I, don't one, like, in Canada. I don't know what she's got, I mean...
1: Is it good stuff? Do we want it? It could be good. I don't know. It's like bins full of random shit in the basement. So. Ikea? It could be anything. <laughs> <You can laughs> Is there her doll? <laughs> <laughs> no one wants a her doll. Okay, <laughs> no, but seriously. Ward, you've uh, recently set up, well, not recently anymore. It seems uh, recently. About a year
3: and a half ago. Yeah, you yeah. set up a hobby space. I did. Um, so before, again, I was very limited on the space. I, we lived in a condo and we had a little den and there was no room for like a gaming table and such, which I really wanted. Um, but now, uh, I managed to have a space for a painting desk, um, just a single one. I do have a little bit of a relaxing area because my wife bought a couch and then realized that the old couch was better, so we had to put the new couch somewhere else, so that came downstairs. kind of shoved in the corner? Shoved in the corner. So you have a new couch downstairs where normally old couches go. Nice. Yes. Um, But I did have some uh, room for some bookshelves for, again, terrain. Uh, You've got important. a little bit of terrain. I do have a few pieces of terrain. Yeah, enough so. to do a table. Or two. Yeah. You have, like, a fat mat closet that
1: is I just did. for mats. <laughs> it's did. crazy. It's like a walk-in. <laughs> it's basically a bedroom for gaming mats.
3: Well, yeah. they they did do the uh, basement to be, like, a third bedroom, essentially, so they had, like, a closet with a whole bunch of hangers, and so I just decided to hang fat mats instead of clothes. So, uh, <laughs> it works. Oh, the I joys guess. of being a tournament organizer. Exactly so. But the basement did have enough room, um for a 4x6 gaming table, uh, which was another key feature that I really wanted. Um, The one thing that I wish that I had was a little bit more uh, painting space, so a bare painting table. I do have some of the big... um, uh floor standing uh plastic shelves that you can get at like walmart and such and i've got like painting uh supplies so like lots of my flocks and paints in the drawers themselves so i could replace that with a desk and a better system to hold my paints uh should i want to expand that way um but overall i've got a little spot for my um light box as well, so I can just kind of pivot my painting light right over the, the painting box, and then that way I can take photos right then and there as well. Which is kind of handy, again, I don't have to break down the painting box at any point in time. and Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty good for that. Before
1: so. you go, Tom, and explain what you've done, I have a couple of questions for everybody. Uh, how do you feel about having a gaming table in your hobby space? Is Should painting be separate from your gaming side of things?
0: I guess the... Without getting into exactly what I did and why, that's a question purely based on whether or not you have space. But
1: to be fair Let's say let's say you do have space. Should you have should your painting stuff be sequestered away from your gaming area? Do you want to show off your gaming area or do you want to show off your painting area?
0: Well, I don't even know if it's a question of showing off. It's a question of do you have the space to have a separate gaming and painting area? If Again, yes, We, we then assume yes.
1: that we have yeah. space is not an issue here.
0: Yeah. Then yes, absolutely. Because then you can, you can set up your gaming space for just gaming and your hobby for just hobby. So you're never going to have any weird overlap. See, so, I
1: disagree. I actually, I completely think your gaming space should be your hobby space. Everything involving, like, you want your painting, your models, your tables, your people playing games, all in the same area.
3: If if I've got well, you've seen my layout, but if you've got if you've got the space, yeah, I like to have a little bit separate because I'm a pretty fucking messy painter. I've got paints all over my desk and such. And have I, you seen my area? <laughs> yeah, I know, but to play a game, you pretty much have to clean that shit off. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, right? And I don't. I've got the the table. I basically have to pivot in my chair around, slide like two feet, and I'm at and I'm at my gaming table. So it's close enough that it's not. Totally separated. Fair enough. Okay. And I mean, somebody that comes over to game, they can see what I'm working on, painting wise, and and that sort of thing. So it's not separated to an extreme point. Yeah, but you've
1: got a you've got an actual painting desk, whereas I use a gaming table with the mat yeah. pulled off of it.
3: I yeah. do I do have some separation with that for yeah. sure. So
0: I think for me, what it kind of comes down to, it's, it's kind of, of like a gaming space is a social room, like like your living room. But is in a painting area that too? Depends. Like, you think so? Yeah, because as it stands, uh, with, without getting too much in, I can actually see a painting space being a little bit more personal. Like, if you want, like, this is the place that I set up so I can go in and do this hobby work and have it separate from everything else in the fucking house. It's a, it's a pretty personal space. That feels
1: space. like a workspace to me, and I, I don't really want my hobby... And so don't get me wrong, a lot of times when I'm painting a tournament army, it feels like work, and you need to have no distractions and get just get focused and get things done. But that actually, I think, takes a lot of the fun out of my painting. Uh, and I actually really like having people around and, and noise and, and more of a, that social
3: component than just a, a sequestered, quiet workspace. So I think I th- I mean I think this works for you, then, because you've got the yeah. big 4 by 6 table where you can have more people over and play, or not play games, but paint all together. Paint, people play right games, on one put table, stuff right? together. So, like, you get all the hobby going. Like I guess it's maybe, maybe because when I was...
1: Uh, well, we all grew up basically hanging around GWs like a bunch of mall rats. Um, and I'm gonna—I'm gonna, I'm gonna there throw was in always, a name here. There was always painting going on and always gaming going on. It was just that was awesome. Name drop the Truman Show.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna—I'm gonna drop the Truman Show. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Um, I agree. when, when Dan I agree and I more. first met, it was because—well, I guess of, I, because I met both Truman. Dan and Truman at the same time because yep. Truman was also giving Dan a ride down to the Grand Tournament. And we would just spend hours every week hanging out at Truman's house, painting models, maybe playing games. So yeah, I, I do I kind of respect that. Mind you, that being said, the painting area was completely separate from where you played games.
1: See, I don't, I don't like that. I'm just going to go out on a limb. I think that you should have it all in the same area and just, like, if I could take this entire basement and actually turn everything into a gaming area and put more tables in here... But at that point in time, it becomes completely useless to do anything other than game down here. I would do that. What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that a good thing or a bad thing? There's really? somebody else that lives in this house that I must appease at She, times. Lo- she lives upstairs. She does live upstairs. This is my... Area. But it's I true. think that actually brings up a good point where to me, the difference really is, I think we're talking about, um, in a lot of cases, houses versus like apartments slash condo. Where sure, yeah. I think if you have... Um, a house where you have a basement that, yeah, maybe it's not as frequently used. Like you have the living room upstairs and like the common areas and that sort of a thing. You probably can dedicate like a very large gaming space into the basement and. Assuming you're a dink. Yeah, having, <laughs> but like having a painting station, having uh, like dual income, no kids, as a side note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so like having the tables, having a, a a painting desk that's you know large and accessible to multiple people, having cabinets everywhere. I think in a house or like a townhouse style condo where you have multiple floors, that is super viable and you can do amazing things with that space. If you have more of like an apartment style situation, you gotta, you're probably... You got to separate it into rooms. You're probably dealing like yeah. with a two bedroom situation. So like one of those like 10 by 12 kind of areas, you can maybe One get, has to be a painting area and one or somewhere else has to be the gaming area. Like you just don't have the space well, to do it. Well, like how about this? That. This might be a good oh. time to but I mean, like you can't. I, you, I mean, you can't like have couches in the corners. You can't have walk in fabric yeah, sure. closets. Okay. Well So you're probably just at that point looking
3: at like a desk and a table and as best of lights as you can get and that's about it. Well do you remember the sure. the apartment that I lived at? Like the den I had like the painting area and then if I wanted anybody to come over and play a game I basically brought dining room the, table the board out, slammed it on the dining room table and that played there, right? So Yeah. Yeah. So at that point it was very separate. But in in my setting is is that what you're looking for too like everything's oh, yeah. all in one area yeah one area
1: you don't have to have any sort of
3: you know I think the only thing that I'm missing is a mini fridge
1: yes so. yes that is
3: entirely which correct. reminds me I
1: have a mini fridge at my parents from Christmas and I had no way to get it home so oh. I have a mini fridge next time I drive to B.C getting a mini fridge nice you should just get them to put on <laughs> a should plane it's it. cheap uh, i don't know if teresa's driving here at any point because
3: she doesn't have a vehicle just oh, sell oh, never mind just sell her shit and buy a mini fridge <laughs> <laughs>
1: so
3: and then, then, then at some have, point i'll we'll have two then you can have two yeah exactly yeah, absolutely
1: that is actually probably the most clutch thing i have in this entire basement is the mini fridge um it's actually super
3: important but you especially are for gaming but you were also talking about entertainment so like do you find that that's a big thing? Like, for you, you need a TV in the area? Oh, yeah. To yeah,
1: if I didn't have a TV, I'd have to have a laptop. And that's what I used to, when I was, like, um, in high school and, you know, was stuck in, a, in my room doing my painting that kind of stuff, and my computer was there. Or I had a radio or something, just noise. Yep, yeah, I had that for a long time yeah. as well. I, I can't, like, if it's just silence down here, I just feel like I'm at work or I, something.
3: I do need some sort of noise as well. I don't have the TV set up. Uh, at least not yet. Well, you've got iPads, but so I, yeah, I've, I've got an iPad that's like permanently down there, yeah. one of the like old second generation ones. But oh. like then I can. But how do you put watch it on baseball? Netflix? Oh, I, <laughs> I don't. I just basically put it on either Netflix or YouTube, something, or just listen to music. Nice. So Yeah, no, so. I am with you. And so. actually,
1: if you, I think if you are going to do that, sorry, if you're going to do it via laptop, the one thing I would recommend is getting a little laptop stand so it kind of elevates your laptop like a little bit more towards eye level, which is great, but it also gets it off of the table so you can have like for me a lot of the time i have the laptop stand with um a keyboard down below it and then if i'm going to paint i actually just like it's a wireless keyboard so i just kind of like put it out of the way and put my paint palette actually where that keyboard goes right in front of the laptop stand so the laptop's not using up too much of the surface area of the desk and i can still have room to paint if you're using a relatively tight area like that and using a laptop for like movies or whatever yeah, the laptop stand will free up a lot of desk space for you. Does that also help if you're airbrushing? It gets it out of the way of the I actually airbrush spray? I actually airbrush in my bathroom cuz it has a really effective uh, ceiling fan. Mm. So I like That's another thing I was going to talk about airbrushing. Should that be in the same area that you do your painting? Because I would generally say no cuz you get that colored dust everywhere. Yes, let's look at my light stand. Spray that booth one, you mean? or a garage or whatever you can do to not overspray over everything. And that's something we should actually talk about a spray booth uh, at some point in time because there's some really cool spray booths you can buy for yeah. like model airplanes. Probably, we'll talk about that for probably a topic prices. for another day. Yeah. yeah, but I agree and I am terrible at this. I spray right at my table here and I probably should not because the amount of overspray is ridiculous. It's just like, that I fine clean, particulate that gets in the air and gets everywhere. I have to clean these cabinets glass. Uh, because the amount of shit that ends up on that glass is actually staggering.
3: (laughs) There's so much. I I do airbrush at my painting desk as well, but it's in the corner, and I'm shooting towards the corner, so away from pretty much the rest of the room. So I don't find that the rest of the room gets mucked up. Just my desk, which I'm okay with.
1: Yeah, my my preferred method is to have like an old shitty beach towel that's been used for overspray multiple times. So very similar to my towel right now. Very similar to the one that uh, Steve's pointing at here for all the people that have hidden spy cams in our basement. But I think. But so I do like for my bathroom thing. I turn on the ceiling fan because it's got the really good air circulation. I kind of put all the like random toiletries and stuff like in a box and like put it off in the corner and put that giant beach towel thing like over top of um, what do you call it like the sink area and vanity. Yeah, sure, the vanity. So it covers that whole thing, and you're welcome. Like yeah, I just do my air overspraying into the towel and everything, and then yep. the, you know, the particulate goes up into the vent and it actually is great. Like I've done it yep. multiple times in that bathroom and there's never been like any measurable amount of like the dust or Thanks. particulate anywhere. That's so, awesome. If you're really tight for space, doing it in a bathroom that's well ventilated with a ceiling fan can work. Tight actually for space work. dude in the bathroom. <laughs> Check so Tom. in the shower. <clears throat> Tom, tell us what you set up because I actually quite like what you've done.
0: So for me, it kind of came down to The fact that I actually do like painting being social. And we were talking all the space in the world, best case scenario, before when I was kind of talking about having that segregated personal painting space. I have to be more pragmatic here. And I had to kind of weigh a few different options. And for me, I remember always painting models uh, socially. But nowadays, there's really nowhere to go and paint models to any degree with any real good lighting or any good space to do it in any kind of a group setting, you can build models. You can maybe use some base coats, and that's kind of about it. Yeah. So, the first thing I thought about when I was thinking, looking in the space, I need two desks. And for days where this is not going to be other people there, one is going to have my compressor, and the drawers are going to have more of my airbrush supplies. So that's going to be my permanent airbrush station. Makes sense. The other desk is going to be my permanent brush paint station. Yep. Yeah. And so I can kind of have that general setup, and it's easy enough to move the airbrush shit to the side and have someone paint there. Now, one of the things that I did when I was looking at the desks is you can go to Ikea, and you can kind of do like build-your-own desks using kind of like the same leggings and shit that you got for your tables down here. Um, but you can I got a setup where it was $90, and that was a drawer like a chest of drawers and a tabletop all. Fuck, no and all. two legs and the th- the reason I went for this <laughs> instead of any other option the tabletops are 30 bucks each wow actually that's really good so they're disposable so if you have a giant paint
1: Holy fill shit. or whatever yeah. you can replace the tabletop separately or, I like that
3: or if somebody draws a lot of dicks on your table
0: yeah, yeah. Well, you can which some. I kind of deserve at this point <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I'm nodding my head <laughs> yes you do but no, so it—that's
1: actually th- shocking. How how? What's the square footage on that? Do you know what the desk size? is? Uh,
0: hundred and fifty by seventy-five centimeters.
1: Okay, so that's smaller than what I have. But like, so it's four and a half feet by like two and a half feet. Yeah. This MDF is like twelve dollars and not finished at all.
0: I know. <laughs> so like, uh, that's actually really good. Yeah, and so it—I was kind of creating it almost more like workstations, right? Like yeah. this is not going to be these pretty permanent mm-hmm. desks. These are things that I'm going to destroy, and because. No. Um, you've got the drawers underneath that are never really going to be damaged from any of the painting you're doing presumably ideally I was like, like trying ideally. to think of ways to destroy them yeah I'm sure we can find a way to destroy shitty IQ furniture yeah. but at the end of the day it was $90 each so for $180 I have two large painting stations it's not bad I like that and the, the nice thing too is that the drawers are set up where they're almost a perfect height for up to Vallejo dropper bottles so short term oh. I'm filling those with paints yep. long term I'll be getting the back to basics tray like I've been talking about for a few months yeah. now um, so I've got those. That was step one: was get the tables. Step two was getting enough proper lighting.
1: Is step three profit? Uh, well, technically, four. it could be
0: for me if I do commissions. Okay.
1: <laughs> four is profit.
0: <laughs> so I was no, three so is question, question mark. Yeah. question mark. Four is profit. You're correct. Anyways, so <laughs> no one's really ever sure how to go between step. For me to create a painting, like for me to be happy and comfortable painting, I need proper lighting. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I need you, to have that really, really good lighting. Um, and it's kind of funny where I look at models that I painted with my previous setup, which is actually kind of... Sh- I like the dual lamp setups; so you don't have any shade, yeah. but they were kind of shitty lamps. And I'm looking at models with the new setup where I got basically the lamp that Ward had where it has the halogen and the fluorescent in each one, and I have two of those. So you're getting really good, natural-looking light from both sides, the full spectrum anyways, if not natural. Yeah. Um,
3: you got the the white light and the yellow light.
0: And as I'm looking at models, I'm like, ooh, that's a mistake.
3: <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I love
0: that.
1: <laughs> you, should, you should honestly replace your light. Oh, I need to. Uh, I paint with a terrible light, and I always think... The, one of the things that I do like about this terrible light, let me be honest here, um, it really gives you a good idea of where your, your hot spots seems to be for your lighting. Because well, it's, you have, a, it's well, a that's because you have right, to hold
3: so. it right underneath you. It's
1: actually hugely useful, and I think so I, you're getting like your zenithal preview, almost from the spotlight lamp overhead. And it really helps me with my highlighting, and it's really helped for a lot of my Eldar stuff that I've gone back and done. However, you take one of my models that I've worked on, especially the Reds, that can be a little bit splotchy. Really, it's pretty easy to make reds splotchy, and you bring it outside. And if you if you look at like the lumens of of your particular light. Uh, no matter what artificial light you have, it never compares to direct sunlight. Direct sunlight is like 10,000 lumens or something ridiculous, and like the highest interior light you're going to find is a 1,000 kind of thing. And that's like an insane halogen spotlight. So if you take your model outside and it looks funny, you probably don't have a good enough light, and I find myself running into that.
0: Yeah. So I got those lamps, kind of set it up. Obviously, I put some figure cases in there to kind of... Um, a... It's 60 bucks for those Ikea figure cases when they're on sale, which they were. Yeah. And you fill it with models you already painted. Decoration. Yep. Right? It looks cool. It's immersive. Um, it can, motivates you to paint, too,
1: to see finished products, like, while you're working on stuff. It gives you a sense of, like, I can actually do this. There's Eventually, the base coats will stop. There's a reason why all my finished stuff is closer to where I paint. Yeah. If
0: you didn't notice. Yeah. And so having that motivation is really huge. Um, So for me, the big factor starting off was having the the decent workstations, even just to separate out, if not for the social side, so that if I want to airbrush, I slide over, this is my airbrush station, go.
1: And you don't have to set up and tear down every single time you shift gears. Exactly.
0: Having the right lighting, having the figure cases there for the motivation was huge. And uh, even just having the extra drawers, and I'm kind of toying with the idea of setting up uh, one of the drawers just for work in progress models, and maybe putting some like foam or like a, a soft but grippy bottom in the the drawer itself, so I can have models in there and kind of pull them out and go, so I don't have clutter. Because for me, one of the the biggest problems that I run into, especially because I had a lot of painting set up similar to Dan before, was kind of crammed into a room that I was also sleeping in. Uh, the number of times that you want to paint and you look at your painting station and it's completely covered in shit, oh, and
2: yeah. you
0: don't paint. It's, it just kills productivity. So having right. that kind of nice – and for me, again, a separate space where this room is just for nerd stuff. There's nothing else except for some maybe guitars, but whatever. That's not going to take up a lot of space uh, kind of going in there um, so that if I want to paint, I go in there, I sit down, I paint. Done. And having a way to play, put the work-in-progress models maybe in a drawer instead of having them just sporadically littered all over my painting table – might be kind of a good idea too just to kind of keep that clutter down so i can just sit down and paint because i think fundamentally it all comes back to um for me anyways is how easy is it for me to hobby if it's if i have to put an effort to then sit down and put an yep. effort it's not i'm not going to do it yep if you have a space that's dedicated that is already set up and that is organized you're way more likely to get to get painting done oh yeah yeah because you can even sit down for a half an hour and paint you don't have to worry about any of the setup or tear down
1: yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. That's one of the reasons why I, I do think having two separate tables, like your paint station and your gaming station kind of thing, is huge. If you have only one where you have to use, like I used to do, where you would tear down your uh, gaming table to paint and then you would set it up to play a game, that's awful. I think it the really difference can, can be, too, like you can definitely have them in the same room, but they shouldn't be mutually exclusive. Like One of the things yeah. I was considering at one point to save space would be to have um, a couple of painting desks like in the center of the room, that would be like when you put two of them together, it's more or less four by four, and you could plunk a six by four on top of it. That's pretty sweet. But then you do get into that uh, problem of switching from painting to gaming. You have to clear a hundred percent of those desks off, which is a pain in the ass. Yep. So I don't know if I would actually go that route anymore. The more thought I put into it, but
0: yeah, and... unless
1: you're again really cramped for space and you have no alternative, but um, mm-hmm. I would definitely avoid something where you have to do an awful lot of set up or take down whenever you're doing a different activity because that like you say is a huge productivity killer if you have half an hour to sit down and paint and 20 minutes of it would be setting up it's not going to work
3: yeah you're going to get tired of it really quick absolutely
0: so doing that uh, I've got the gaming table in there as well but it's there's enough space obviously I chose the master bedroom to turn into the hobby room because my bedroom needs a fucking bed (laughs) I
1: like it how you took the bigger room for your hobby room that's like my favorite thing
0: Well, but seriously, closet for clothes, (laughs) bed for sleeping, nightstand for whatever nightstands need.
1: That's, this is actually oddly Japanese, like, I only sleep there, minimum effort possible. Like, just small, tiny little thing, where I do important things. (laughs) Well,
0: but, uh, yeah. There's no
3: magic that happens in that room, Tom. Don't even talk about uh, that.
0: I know. Uh, You can still
3: say all the magic happens in the master bedroom. All the magic does You can. <laughs>
0: and and it's just having that it just space. It happens to be
3: with a paintbrush.
0: Um, so a couple Ooh. things to kind of think about um, that I never really thought about until talking with Dan about the hobby room. If you're going to be having figure cabinets on display, don't have them in direct sunlight because it will eventually fuck with the colors of your models. Yeah, they are not 100% like archival pigments. They will
1: fade in direct sunlight. Oh, yeah. I have one of my old original armies when I first started painting. Um, it sat Is your on. Yeah, my ultramarines. Yeah. They sat on a little bookshelf like right directly the fuck in front of a window and they are extremely bright blue yeah even enchanted blue didn't used to be that bright it doesn't matter even if you have archival pigments frankly like uh, anodizing which is a pretty hard finish will like red anodizing turns pink in the sun so it doesn't really matter if you have great paints it's gonna fade
0: yep so be mindful of that Um, and then I think the big question for me is before I really sat down to create the space is what did I expect to use it for and try to limit as much as possible to just keep everything separate. Um, Just getting back to that idea of make it accessible, make it easy to use, and you are going to hobby more. So I think we probably – do you you guys have anything else to kind of add to this? I Um, do. What's the energy of the space? Did you
3: spend a lot of time with the feng shui? um, Which way are the painting tables angled?
1: Yeah are you a 60 90 degrees, degrees w- to another wall but are you like 60 degrees to the east cuz i think that's important
0: they are going to be They're on the west wall. facing
1: you have some serious negative energy i feel like <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea what i'm talking about anyways but that's yeah. the, the point <laughs> no that's fair my quick question would be what budget would you feel is kind of the minimum versus ideal for setting up a hobby space why is so open ended if you're a carpenter and you can pick up some Lumber and make your own space. I feel like
0: my desks were cheaper than lumber.
1: Uh no. You could do something. Pr- doing, uh, doing drawers though.
0: Drawers? No, you're right. Because you'd drawers. have to get all that hardware. Ninety dollars. You're entirely probably. right. That's probably pretty cheap. Go to when IKEA. You, get their cheap tables for hundred bucks.
1: You have a decent desk. But e- either way, my point being, if you have the skills to do some of it yourself, you could probably do a hobby space for hundred bucks. No, mm, no.
3: I no. I would say. I don't think that would really. Happen. I
0: think five hundred. For an individual hobby space, it would be a really realistic. Budget. Are we talking I've, just a table? No, 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 no. no. You're it? talking
3: about what you need. So I feel, I feel <laughs> you need a painting desk. That's all I think. So you need. let's let's say a hundred to a hundred bucks.
0: Yeah, I think hundred again. IKEA ninety bucks, and this hundred bucks. Hundred yeah, for that. That's where I'm going.
1: Hundred
3: bucks is the minimum. But we're not done yet. What else do you need? A lamp. You've got models. You need a okay. display case. No, I. I don't. Think I, you need I, it. I I think no, you no, either need a shelf. Optional. I think you either need a shelf or a display case, though. Especially you know what? if you're gaming and you want like terrain and such, or to A display lot of people store their shit in just cases. Those people are dumb.
0: I think actually <laughs> a better thing <laughs> than, just the, than just the glass cabinet, you need somewhere to put your work in progress
3: models. And it doesn't have to be a glass cabinet, it could just be like a Ikea okay, Billy bookcase, sure. right? So let's say another bookcase. So this
1: bookcase, that's not like 100 bucks. These things are dirt cheap. This is like 20 bucks. Yours
0: look shitty. Well, no, that's that's, that would <laughs> have been 90. The small ones are 20. I've looked really? at a lot of furniture okay. yeah. recently.
3: Yeah. So let's say a hundred dollars. It's a piece of okay? shit. Really, so it's you're, at, bucks. you're at two. Gaming table, you can get away with a pretty cheap gaming table. I would say fifty bucks for a gaming table because you can buy the legs at IKEA that you can just like screw directly onto like a piece of MDF. Depending on how big you. Yeah, want you can do get. that for fifty at a minimum. I'd so say. So I'd say about fifty bucks. So I'd say you know what, comfortably, let's say you splurge a little bit on something. Uh, for no, maybe what about a chair?
0: In- you need lights. And you need some way to organize yes. your paint. Chair
3: chair lights. Okay, yeah. Concert, you guys make a good point. That. I think probably around so, 500. So the light would be pro- the nice light that we use. Well,
0: I want to point it out. Those
3: are overkill lights?
0: Yeah, I got overkill lights. You can go anywhere. if. I would rather have two cheap fluorescent desk
3: lamps mm-hmm. than anything else short of what I just spent. So let's say maybe 80 bucks on lights if you're getting yep. two of those. Okay? So... Well, let's round it to 100 bucks. <laughs> this light is a piece of shit. Wait, did I say
0: 500 shit. to start? Is that about what we're getting that's to That's about <laughs> what we're getting to. <laughs> get right
3: storage now, you can get away with
1: pretty cheap, like Walmart. You, I'm going to keep drawers. hitting my like, shitty light. You don't need a good light if you really, that's, I don't think that's important. Especially right that. if you're taking pictures under a shitty light, you don't need a good light to paint under, because it'll hide a good. lot of mistakes. All I'm saying is, <laughs> is, is, I don't think that's a requirement. If you have a but, good desk lamp, you don't need to I said two
0: shitty desk lamps.
3: I agree. That's or, fine. Or you splurge and get one really nice one. Right?
0: I'd rather have two shitty than one nice. One. Try to defend I mean, my shitty get, desk it, lamp, it okay? It's <laughs> indefensible.
3: <laughs> I think it's so, fine. So let's say you spend fifty bucks on like paint storage somehow, whether it's like a rack or a drawers or something like that. Yeah. Right. So and then uh, what was the last thing that we were talking about? A chair. chair. So you want something comfortable because you be could you could sit on a box. A <laughs> I mean, you sit on like a fold-out chair. Yeah, I think right? this thing's fine. So I've got a desk chair. What do you mm-hmm. have?
0: I've got an old as fuck, like comfy desk chair. You gotta keep in mind, Steve.
1: But a desk chair, you don't lean back in when you're painting. I'm always.
0: No, but like, like just, my, I my I ass just... goes numb on these chairs for more than an hour.
1: Mine Really? These pulled yeah, out chairs. I have, bony, are, I have a bony, I have a bony little white boy ass. My ass on these chairs falls asleep in like half an hour well, if I'm
0: not. All
3: adjusting. I'm is you have a fat ass. <laughs> anyway, let's say you okay, spent 50 bucks on the chair. Portion. So, 450 500 bucks would be a comfortable setup with Jesus. everything yeah. for a gaming table, painting table, storage, display, all of that changes. Yeah, I think I think from scratch. I think from scratch, okay.
1: I would have pegged it around 500 bucks and I think we're all kind of arriving at that same point.
3: So. Steve just took longer to get there. I think yes. I
1: think you can still do it cheaper. I don't think you need to go full 500 bucks, But it could be cheaper if you have all the power tools and the know-how to build a bunch of stuff uh, yourself. Yeah, you know
3: you're right. But, but I think, I think 500 bucks by the time the you more. use $500 dollars for the tools. Or if you're yeah. privileged and you get stuff given to you, then you could also be... Got to not, this saying, so not saying that you were given anything, Steve. But
0: the other thing, too, here is this is a perfect. separate <laughs> gaming space, right? Like, if you're sitting at your kitchen table because that's the only option that you have, then all yeah. of a sudden you're just going to obviously... You
3: already have a fucking kitchen table, I would imagine. You chop off two hundred bucks off of the total that we came up with. Yeah. So
1: But yeah, I think that I think five hundred is a good number. If you're setting up a room exclusively for hobbying and you want to do a really nice setup, do it right, you probably are looking at around
0: probably four to five hundred dollars. But I think the big conclusion That was all I was getting at. Yeah. Is (laughs) opt for more disposable tables instead of getting like a badass desk. That thirty dollar replaceable
1: that thirty dollar replaceable tabletop thing seems pretty genius.
3: Mine was not given to me a like. long, long time ago. So oh I sure. So free I use, is cheaper than three dollars. I, I use that, and I don't care what the fuck it looks like it's at like, the end. Of the it's day, Dangerous so. to go alone. Take this painting, desk Exactly. It was handy. Thanks, Jackson. <laughs> 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 All right,
1: let's move on. Yeah, let's talk about some Star Wars. Let's you, talk about you sound Star jaded Wars. Right no, I, I'm not jaded. I think that you guys spend too much on hobby stuff. Listen, you're, fuck you,
3: Mister Carman You are a dink as well. So you
1: can you can <laughs> yeah, handle it for sure. For sure, that's why I have an MDF table and shitty folding chairs and a shitty desk lamp,
0: And a four-car garage! You're, yeah, but that's important. You're,
1: <laughs> you're thrifty when it comes to... And me. it's also not four-car, it's, it's five. Yeah. <laughs> <I> remember. <laughs> I'm, I'm angle parking, so... Um, yeah. Comfortably five, possibly six if
3: we really tried. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to moving Star Wars. Moving
0: on to Star Wars!
3: Star Wars! So the uh, Imperial Veterans finally got released for uh, Star Wars X-Wing. So in the Imperial Veterans, you have a fancy bomber that is painted more in the gray gray compared to the blue gray previously. And it has some barely noticeable white stripes. Mm -hmm. What?
0: (laughs) Sorry, barely noticeable white stripes is just a great statement. (laughs)
1: So Also, the tips of the lasers are
0: white. That's a thing. White tips? Oh, my God. Is it frosted tips, bro? They might have frosted tips. Tell me if the tips <laughs> of the lasers aren't frosted.
1: <laughs> Although I think you're pointing at the Ordnance Bay technique. It is the Ordnance Bay, but Bay. it's like the little sensor things that come out of the Ordnance it Bay. It
0: still is frosted tips. It's got frosted it has have frosted it it tips. It counts. It counts. The, five bucks.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this it is was? the only part.
1: Okay, I'm going to say right now, I'm also going to give it five bucks because it tried to make the Defender better. <laughs> <laughs> the Defender <laughs> The defender also has frosted tips, though. The, the Defender <gasps> has frosted tips, <laughs> Shit son bro <laughs> I feel like Truman would also give this five bucks.
3: With a hot rod paint job, so it is a red uh look Glaive, glaive Squadron, I think they're called. Glaive Squadron? Lettuce, you you got, the got the cards. I got the cards, I'll figure it out. Glaive Squadron is correct. So. And Scimitar Squadron for the gray and white stripe bump. or what's count- the base cost on a tie defender
1: straight up? Uh normally thirty. Thirty? Okay, for Delta. So the Glaive is thirty-four that's pilot skill 6, I think, yep. instead of 1, correct? Yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big jump. Um, big jump. There's... Mm-hmm. But the, I think the reason that you buy this all title is... Cards, title, title cards, title cards. 100%. You get, you get some new upgrades, because the, half the reason they come out with these, um, like, Imperial Aces or Rebel Aces, Imperial Veterans, is to retrofit some of the older ships that are falling out of the meta. Like the Defender and new the New title cards, <laughs> new upgrades that are optimized or unique to um, certain classes, so... Yep. the 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 cards that really open up this um like all kinds of new options from this expansion are um there's an upgrade for making the tie bomber into a tie shuttle because there's apparently one quick little scene in Empire Strikes Back where they um, one of the officers or captains or whatever transfers ships in a slightly modified tie bomber so you can actually replace all of the ordnance upgrades on a tie bomber with crew slots what really? whoa
3: what yeah, was that? Yeah, the, the Tide Shuttle here. So the oh, your, your squad... A, or your title
1: card. It's in a... Uh, oh, it's a title card. Oh, is it actually for the ship yeah, title? Yeah. Specifically to the that. shuttle. Oh, so shit. Okay. the Tide
3: Shuttle. But your uh, crew upgrades cannot cost more than four squad points.
1: So you can't take Palpatine. You can't take the Gunner because it's five. Yeah. There's a couple of crew cards that you're going to be locked out of taking, but you could take, for example, um, the crew cards that come in the set. There's Fleet Officer and Systems Officer, which are... Kind of synergies where you can give additional actions and tokens to nearby rebel ships. Rebel captive, rebel captive is three, so you would be able to take that, but oh. nobody's really gonna shoot too much at that ship because it. You wouldn't have any of your fancy weapons on your tie bomber. So I guess that's true. Yeah, rebel captive a, wouldn't be ideal yeah, on it. Okay, no, what is a gotcha.
0: buff ship? That sounds cool.
1: Yeah, so like if you put yeah. systems officer and fleet officer on the same shuttle, then. Basically, anytime you do anything, like, you can give additional tokens to nearby ships, and, um, like, if you did have other TIE bombers in your squad, you could stack, uh, target lock and focus tokens so that they can fire advanced proton torpedoes or, like, extremely accurate, um other ordnance or whatever it's it does seem to be like a cheap because it's what 16 points base for a bomber it's what two points for the tie shuttle
0: zero points zero, zero.
1: points so zero
0: would you point, mix two of those in with a with a tie swarm
1: i probably wouldn't because the swarms you want yeah. to be as cheap and spammy as possible i you don't think you would get a, i don't think you would get a lot of real benefit there but a lot of these t- upgrades, d- your regular ties aren't going to put enough na- enough damage to really take advantage of those buffs. And yeah, when they're rolling when they're rolling two dice attacks, yep. getting an extra focus token is not going to be a huge yep. deal. But if you are taking like a very elite, especially ordnance heavy, like if you are taking bombers, um, having one bomber convert to a have shuttle, a, a spotter to have, effectively yeah. for your bombers, exactly. So yeah. he would be like you know tagging targets and handing out tokens because the um, the systems officer I think hands out target locks and the fleet officer.
3: Hands out focus tokens. System does target lock, yes.
1: Yeah, so you would really allow those low-pilot skill, cheap, spammed um, bombers to gain all those extra tokens they need for their ordnance to be usable. Yep. And, um, but yeah, so I think I think realistically it is for doing a bomber swarm. And a lot of the other upgrade cards, there's a very similar
3: suite of upgrade cards done for the Defenders. Oh, can we talk about that right now? Because I don't care about the Bomber whatsoever. <laughs> um, the, the Bomber's okay, but the, uh, the two TIE, yes. t- uh, tie Defender t- title cards, the TIE D and the TIE X7. The TIE X7 is the only one I care about.
0: I only care <laughs> about the D.
1: Okay, you do love it. No, no, <laughs> the X7 is minus two points, which is a big thing What
3: you, you lose a couple upgrades on your icon bar, but um, no one really gives a shit because Defender has a lot of attack dice, anyways. But the big thing also for the uh, X7 is if you go straight on a three, four, or five, you basically get a free evade Oh, so it, and minus two points. Can we not stress that enough? Yes. That. So
1: the ships that are probably a little bit overpriced to begin with now can be built cheaper. Or if you want to go the other route, do you want to talk about the um, the, the tie D? The tie D. It's all
3: about the D. It's a zero point upgrade. However, if you have a secondary weapon that costs three or fewer points, you can attack with that weapon and your primary weapon.
1: Yeah. Sorry, is it a secondary weapon or the cannon
3: uh, The cannon secondary weapon. So Doesn't take, matter. So you cannons can take.
1: Still really good. So you can take an ion. Well, the really good cannons cost more than four points, so they wouldn't work. What's the heavy heavy laser cannon seven? Oh, ML- I didn't an, an ion seven. cannon? three yeah iron cannons are cheap. yeah so what the, the, isn't that the mangler too or is that only scum oh, i can't the mangler anyone can take but th- is it four points it's three, i can't remember if it's three or four i want to say it's four so it's specifically it's specifically so you take the iron cannon like in the old uh um, ion cannon or tractor beam or flechette cannon so exactly like in the video game. oh it's
0: unlocking that shit yeah so
1: basically yeah when you when you get those cheap um cannons that not a lot of people take um you if you take weapon. specifically those ones you can fire them And your primary weapon, so you can do like ion. You're trading off um, controlling enemy ships in exchange for doing less damage. But if you're getting your full attack dice plus an ion cannon attack, yeah, it's really fluffy because they're supposed to have them in the fluff. Yeah, they had tractor beams and ion cannons, and now you might actually equip one. Yeah, and And ion cannons aren't terrible. I don't. I honestly
3: don't think ion cannons are the worst.
1: No, they're like, great. Dan's in some horrible oh. things to be cannon. If okay. yeah, there's, there's <laughs> an ion cannon
3: to work, it's ph- it's phenomenal. And there's a lot of lists that really are like ion cannon dependent now, too. So. Yeah. Which, as long as you like can play around with the synergies, it's pretty yeah, solid. At,
1: very, at various points in the last um, couple of waves of meta, the, the control style lists have gained a lot of popularity. So I have to say the two named pilots for the Defender, I'm actually super stoked about. Countess and Merrick Steele. Yeah, Countess Ryad, which is pretty sweet, where if you have a straight maneuver, you may treat it as a K-turn. Yes. So that's really cool, because it gives you the ability to... And the the Defender, if I'm not mistaken, has a huge K-turn, right? It's got like a four? It only has one K-turn, which I want to say is a white three. I may be wrong. But no, it's also... Sorry, Not a, it's got a really big straight, doesn't it? It can go five. It can go five, so it can do a huge... Does it count it
0: as a red K, or...?
1: It, um, I believe it remains the color yeah, that it is. It on doesn't the dial, say anything. So you're it. doing green K Whoa. turns. Green K turns, 100. The the other for the, 34 points, and if you start throwing like some of the
3: title cards on it, you, yeah. it's insane. If you have it as a tie X7, basically you can do a loop to loop five maneuver and gain a evade token. You tuition. wouldn't be in the evade token because it wouldn't count as a straight anymore. Oh yeah, it's okay. it, uh, but it would only it be does, 32 points. It doesn't say straight. It's. At, Ex- executing. Oh, when you do any maneuver, maneuver at three, four, or five, yeah, yeah.
1: and then you yeah. change. Oh, your... I thought it was only straight three, four, or five. No. Probably because there are no turns at four or five. But still, that's insane. But yeah, if you can do a green K turn and get a free evade, that's crazy. And still be able to shoot <laughs> twice <20 laughs> yes. potentially. Yeah, or I guess yeah, no, you can And still do titles. another action. You, yeah, you, you can't yeah. have both titles. You can't shoot twice. That but, was me getting but overexcited. Then, no, but they could still do
0: another action. Okay, you at that can't
3: point. Do, But with it's, it'll be a red maneuver. You don't gain the free evade but This is a free evade that you get because that's yes that'll turn it into a K right? turn right. Yeah, but I tie.
0: thought dance of so the K turn wasn't red.
3: It's not red. Oh, the K turn's not red because the straight's a white
1: on a five. And the x Seven right. actually it gives you an evade token, not an evade action, so yeah. you can you get can still it. still do even your, your stress. Yeah, you because the the f- yeah you can still do your stress and you can also do another action. to, I don't know, grab the target lock. Whatever. Those
0: sound really fun to fly.
1: Yeah, so I, yeah they took, really stoked. On the they defend. took defenders from being pretty. We haven't talked about but very expensive to now just being like holy shit. Merrick is really cool. His ability is really simple. If you do a face-up damage card, you take the top three out of the damage deck and pick one. So that'll never be useful because there's, there's yeah, some really not. vicious criticals still. That'll be amazing. And because yeah, not only that, you have five. I think five attack dice right with the defender. It's it uh, It's got three base. Three. The phantom has four. <laughs> phantom has four. Still, you got three attack dice you potentially throw another cannon on that for if you throw a mangler cool cannon on it so that yep. it always converts one hit to a critical exactly you can do some pretty <laughs> crazy stuff with them yeah, and suddenly they're not shit and i will play my tie defender because defenders have been one of those ships that especially uh everybody people of our generation them. that played everybody loves the tie them. fighter and x-wing yeah. video games where you might have for example had to you know play in a tie defender like It was integral to a lot of the old video games, and they were so badass, but like, they weren't quite at that level in the board game, where they were good, but they were too expensive. Now they're synergistic. Like, there's there's some really cool things that you can do now, and I think we'll we'll start seeing, in addition to having cool alternate paint jobs with frosted Uh, tips... Frosted
0: tips! I really don't give a shit. Also, name of the episode?
1: We haven't been naming episodes lately, but I might start again. (laughs) <laughs> Frosted tips, I like that. Um, the, uh, I actually don't care about this paint job. Let's talk about the models for a second.
3: Can can we go back <laughs> to one thing quickly? Okay, sure. <laughs> um, so the the TIE-D, uh, when you were talking about the tractor beam, uh, I think it's going to be solid with the tractor beam because... Because you can push and pull around enemy small ships. And the tractor beam also, uh, you basically lose a agility. Yes, so you can shoot the tractor beam first, oh. pull the
1: enemy into range one, they lose an agility, and then you blast them with your... With uh, four primary. shots. Now, I have a question. Do they have to be a small ship? The, the For both of them. Oh, sorry. I'm the sure. the other thing, too, is you, I think you can target any size ship, but um, if you hit a small base ship, you can then force it to do an immediate barrel roll. The first, the
3: first time. Yes, only once. But it'll either barrel oh, okay. roll or boost. Or boost, too. So you can boost it towards you and get within that range one. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Or yeah. force the enemy
1: to, like, if they're shooting later in the round, maybe you can maneuver them to, like, not get a shot at all. You can do some pretty cool things. High pilot skill tractor beams can really screw up things for other people. That's yeah, really cool. Like and
3: that. still shoot. And you still get shoot your primary weapon afterwards, so yeah, you're not cool. losing offense to be able to do your control. And with, with Merrick, that would be awesome, too, because, I mean, if you get a critical through then on your... because you drop their primary, hopefully more hits go through, take away their shields, that critical might get through, and then you choose one out of the three. It's definitely possible. I still think you might be more likely to take a Mangler Cannon on Merrick Steel than a yeah, Tractor Beam. Because you're
1: always getting that face-up then. Yeah. But uh, it's but more either more way, there's options. Yeah. There's yeah. options. Yeah. where, I mean, A, that pilot didn't exist before on this craft. He was only on the Tide Vance. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, with, with the different title cards, with the different cannons available, you can build them multiple different ways, and he's scary. He's only PS7, so you might need Veteran Instincts rather than Predator or anything cool like that to make him skill 9. I don't really care. But the, skill 9, skill 9 tractor beams are going to be headaches for some lists, for sure. I really, I, yeah, I think, I think TIE
3: Swarms actually might have some trouble with that. The other thing that I like about this uh, set, too, is in it, you actually get two of the title cards for each of the uh, TIE uh, classes that are coming about out. About time. So.
1: Yeah, most of the, most of the ships that have, like, a retroactive title card being added or something, you often get, like, Multiple. the and refit and the, um, e, or the B-wing with the second, with the crew slot. In the Rebel Aces, you got two of those in the set. First. Oh, okay. So it's it seems to be their MO. Like, if you buy one of the um, Aces or Veterans sets,
3: you get multiple ships' worth of refit cards. So which is freaking-tastic. Especially if you have multiple defenders or a shuttle or a uh, bomber, so that way you can actually bring more of them back into the fold. That's cool, so to speak. Yeah, like sorry, that. you want to talk then about? I
1: don't care about the paint The jobs. models. I actually still think that these... Frosty these, tips, bro. Uh, the red, I'm just not into. I, I don't care.
0: They're repainted models, they don't look like shit.
1: I will say that on my Imperial Veteran, or whatever they were, Imperial Aces um, Red Tie Interceptor, I actually repainted all the grey-white areas, because they kind of look pink, where if the grey doesn't come out thick enough from the assembly line, you can see some of the red through it. So I actually repainted it all, um, like I think and Grey, and gave it a wash, and then re-highlighted, and it looks a lot better. But I didn't have to touch the red, and if you do have to touch up the red... Uh, P3 scorn red is very close, so it's just about a perfect match.
3: I like the look of the defender way better than the uh, bomber. The bomber, I think, uh, Dan, you mentioned earlier that they should have done the stripes on the black panels to make it stand out more. Yeah, the stripes go across the edges, like in between the panels. It looks like a weird highlight. I actually
1: like the bomber more because it's just a typical really? gray. I am with you on the stripe. The stripe seems weird and dumb. Cuz at first I was like, "Oh, I thought these models were supposed to have a stripe." Oh, they do have a stripe, but they just applied the black wash over top of the white stripe in an area where the stripe yeah, shouldn't have gone. Yeah. If you, at at you first just mask that and re-airbrushed it with a, <laughs> like a brighter white, it could look kind of cool. But the I like it more because it looks like a typical tie bomber, it
3: fits in with
1: the ties more. Again,
0: I guess I, I just how nitpicky nit- can we really be with pre painted models? Well, you're paying for the they're still the, better than
1: any Star Trek models, yeah. That's like,
0: true. It it doesn't look like complete dick, it doesn't look great. I think they look good, like, yeah, with a little bit of extra work, yeah, sure. they look above average, like solidly
1: that. above average. So, let's do another rating because I love rating things. Are you gonna give it? Is it going to get positive a points? points. A zero? I'm not going to give it a zero. This is way better <laughs> than a zero. This is better than gemstone paint. Let's just put it this way. They're worth buying. <laughs> I'm going to give just strictly on the cards alone because I
3: love Tide defenders. I'm going to give it a five. Love it. Uh, I'm excited to use because I have bought three Tide defenders so. Fuck, I only have one. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, buy this you'll have two. Yeah. Um, well, I don't want that one, though. But I'm, I'm also gonna, giving it a five and hopefully we'll be able to actually fly them on Friday if everything goes according to plan. Nice very
1: cool um i probably give us a five th- i do think i'll give it a four damn it. just in the sense that like these the, these two ships are in the pack for a reason they weren't the most common they weren't particularly great they needed the work and i'm glad they got it but i still don't think i'm gonna fly a bomber ever that's fair that's like, totally fair because the yeah. uh shit what is it punisher the one with the like pods on the pods on one? pods. That's yeah. the a shirt. yeah. The, in my opinion, those are probably still a little bit better than the Bombers. Yeah, they're a lot more expensive, but I think their benefits probably... They fill the role better. The Bombers are the babies. Yeah. So I, I still don't think I'm going to use that Bomber ever. I like the Defender. I like the upgrade cards. There's a lot of stuff that I like about the set, but I don't think it quite hits the mark because I I don't think it did quite enough for the Bomber. The mm-hmm. long-range scanners, which we didn't even talk about... Where they, they let you take target locks from beyond range 3, but they don't let you take target locks at range 1 or 2. So it'll help you alpha strike. Like, you can get a target lock on enemy ships yeah. like before moving into range. Then once you get into range, you can't get target locks anymore, so you're not going to fire any close range ordnance. I don't problem know with if the benefits bomber, though, is outweigh the penalties there. They don't. I don't think bombers actually enjoy being up close because they don't have shields. Their, their criticals hurt. Like, the first point of damage that they're taking could be devastating. I, I don't I don't see a ship in this game where it can't take one punch. Like the the reason why the first order tie, in my opinion, is is so cool is because it has a shield. It's like a big deal. A little less disposable. I don't know. I mean tie swarms are good, but maybe that's just my play style. But I I'm with you. Bombers seem boring to play, because you gotta set up Ordnance and hope it works, versus actually having like a lot of and maybe it is more tactical in some and ways. And to me so. they're not quite point sufficient enough to make like a really like raw tie swarm. You can't yeah. I've done the bomber swarm before. It's okay, but it's definitely not gonna win you in too many tournaments, that's for freaking sure. Yeah, bombers just aren't cool. Fighters are cooler. Tom.
0: Uh I gotta give it a four. <clears throat> I think if we're talking about it as a release as a whole, um you're totally right. The models I've seen better models from mm-hmm. from Fantasy Flight, so that's where I'm they're you losing also a point worse. for. Me. <laughs> um yeah, but it's a new release, so yep. I, I would like to expect the same standard as some of their best work and it's just not there. I agree. So mm-hmm. that's where it gets a four for me, but they <sighs> If nothing else. That defender looks like fun to
1: fly. Yeah, I think. Yeah, for me, it's a defender five, a bomber three, averages out to be a four. Mm,
3: Fair sure, but the defender's so good, I'll still give it a five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yay, positive score. <laughs> so, Ward, what do we got coming up in the near future?
3: Um, so at the release of uh, this podcast, uh, those of you taking part in King of the North or the White Coast GT, good luck. Have fun in your games. Enjoy your gaming weekend. Yeah, stop listening to us. Play your games. Yeah, exactly. Or listen to us late, late at night as you're drifting off to sleep. And uh, you can hear Tom's soothing voice. (laughs) Go to sleep. (laughs) Uh, But coming up is uh, an event that uh, two out of the five of us are attending since uh, my work is mean to me. Uh, Warhammered is taking place July 23rd, 24th in Calgary. Wait you a second, Mike. who else is going? Mike. Mike? Mike? Mike's, Mike's going? Mike's yeah. There's a know. bunch of Edmonton guys going. I know you, Mike's going. James Paul's yeah. going. Mike's going. Fuck, I all right. Barnaby and Fedora are on the list. I imagine so there we, will be some soup purchased during this there trip. There probably will be some soup to be had. Okay, cool. I had no idea Mike was going. So... Stoked about this. If you want to see Really Drunk Steve, you should check it out. Yeah, Warhammered is called Warhammered for a reason.
0: (laughs) That and every time we go to a tournament in Calgary, we just get fucking loaded. Mm. You should come, Tom. I can't.
3: Damn it. He spent too much money on guitars and desks. Okay. And lamps. Then we have August 5th and 6th. We've got a couple events going on. We have the Sorcerers and Six Shooters. It's an Edmonton Malifaux event, uh, fifty Soulstone Gaining Ground tournament. Uh, they're gonna have sixteen spots open. Oh, there we go. Uh, Citadel?
1: No, P three. The terrible.
3: On the same weekend, August fifth and the sixth, uh, we have the slightly warmer than Carbonite uh, event. Still love Infinity. that name. It's Steve's favorite event. Uh, they have a uh, three hundred point uh, tournament. Beer affinity is on the Saturday. It's a twenty dollars entrance fee. They are also doing a uh, contest for uh, prizes. So if you want to lend them some terrain for uh, the event on the weekend, you can possibly win some more terrain. Oh, that's after. cool. I like that. Which is kind of cool. That's good for Infinity to make that work because you need
1: lots of terrain density. You do. Mm-hmm. Are you going um, to that, Steve?
3: No. Will not be not able to. Uh, okay. I've got a lot of stuff going on that weekend. Uh, August 27th, 28th, the Plains of War Grand Tournament in Winnipeg. It's going to be a 40K ITC event. Uh, Fabio is out there with his crew running some events.
1: Actually, wish I was going to be able to make that one, but I, I cannot. It's a little far away.
3: You travel all around the world. Yeah,
1: I know, but it's Winnipeg in the summer. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, which is actually really nice. You can get nice, a pullman. And with the pretty
1: sweet, too. It's so. better. Yeah.
3: So, But uh, that one should be at actually a really good uh, event. So hopefully, we'll see him actually down in uh, Vegas in uh, February. Sure, we will. Uh, September 9th, 10th, and 11th, Attack X in Kamloops. Uh, they're going to be running multiple systems. X Wing is one of them, of course. They're going to be doing War Machine. Some 40K. That is a real old telephone sound. Um, but that is, uh, the only September event, uh, and then we have a bunch on October 22nd and 23rd. Busy weekend. Uh, Blood and Gears, War Machine, Masters event, uh, lots of spots open for that one. Um, that is at the German German Cultural Center on the South Side. Uh, we have, uh, Game-A-Lot. It is a board game convention, uh, being hosted in St. Albert. Um, so Mission Fun Games is going to be running that one. And then uh, October 22nd, 23rd, Onslaught at the Kingsway Ramada, Multiple Systems, 40K, Fantasy, or yeah, Age of Sigma. No,
0: no, don't talk about the games. I always talk about the games. Can you preview one of the special drinks?
3: Uh, not currently. I'm talking to some of the other podcasters and uh, locals around the town, and hopefully we'll have some uh, based on podcasts and such too. So.
0: So can you explain what's going to be happening with this, then? If not, tell us what a drink is, what are we even talking about right okay, now?
3: Okay, so on the Saturday, we're going to have some... Talking s- about the best. The best of everything. The best ever. Okay. Uh, the Saturday, we're actually going to be able to take over part of their lounge area, if not all of the lounge area, depending on how, pe- how many people show up. And, we, uh, you need to have a drink called the Gargoyle, so the best part of Onslaught <gasps> is the Gargoyle. Best part of the <laughs> Carol Best is the guy. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that is an awesome one. Uh, the other drink that I was really thinking of is the heat sink. So yes. we talked about that earlier. So Melon liqueur. Kind of like a Mountain Dew looking yeah. crazy awesome drink. Oh, and then the well, double well heat sinks
1: it. would be a natural, like you can just order a double? A drop shot in the... It would be like in a beer, which it's would taste, taste, taste horrible. <laughs> 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 it be you're playing, War- playing uh, Battletech. You have no standards anyways.
3: <laughs> but yeah, we're going to have, have a whole bunch of signature drinks on the Saturday night, night and it's going to be a big just social get together. So a good chance to hang out, meet and greet uh, some of the other gamers that were there over the weekend. If you we'll didn't plan their systems, we I, may not be coherent. I will be there. Um, I will be very relaxed hopefully on Saturday night. And, Not uh, too relaxed. You still have the next day. still events have to run. the next day's events. To run, <laughs> I
0: so. live within an easy, easy, easy cab right of there, and I'm still tempted to rent a room for the evening. Ah, so am I.
3: So <laughs> there will be room specials. So if you do need to crash, uh, you can take part in uh, one of the special room rentals. Yeah.
0: So one of the I, I kind of just want to point this out. One of my favorite things about going to events out of town is just having that like socializing. Go to the room, wake up in the morning, grab the breakfast from the hotel, and go to the event. Mm. You could do this here even base. if you're local. Just, like, have your staycation for an evening. Yeah. Like, go the to the Economy Economy's tough.
1: It's, go to Onslaught. I'm with you entirely. Right? Like, you could have
0: the entire experience of traveling out of town for a tournament right in Edmonton. I
3: was, I was talking to one of the guys, and they said that they actually really liked the idea of having it at a venue like this because everything is right there. Having it at the community hall, I mean, was a little bit cheaper for me for sure. I say A lot a, cheaper? A lot. It was a lot cheaper for sure. But this way, you're right. Everything is right there. You don't have to, like, leave the the hotel unless you're a smoker and then you have to go outside. But other than that, you're good.
0: Yeah. It's honestly, I think it'll be a really good weekend.
1: And I know it's going to be a good weekend. And if you want to pick up some Hobby Night in Canada dice and T-shirts and you're not around that we can see you any old time, that would be a great time to make arrangements. Or even
0: if you are, it would be a great time to actually buy them.
3: Yeah, we'll have a table for uh, for that. We're gonna actually have a couple of vendors there. So one of the uh, the sponsors uh, is gonna be uh, there with some of his three uh, D printed terrain and uh, extras, little bits of uh, what does he have? Um, Are pants optional. No, you uh, in the room. Yes, um, <laughs> but they're fairly mandatory. They're they're mandatory in the common areas. We'll say. That's So uh, the room
0: or like your own room. Your
3: own room. Your <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No no not, really not the
0: room of the venue.
3: Damn yeah. It. Yeah. The the main room you need to have past. Don't be
0: bathroom bathrobe own. guy from LVO. Yeah,
3: that I, guy was I don't, awesome though. Unless are. he was was he
0: spouting Le- big Lebowski quotes at all no, times?
1: That's not unless, one. That's I a did crucial, not hear one. Crucial mistake. So No yeah. one
0: peed on his fucking rug.
3: So we <laughs> you should really put the room together. we <laughs> outside the room together. <laughs> we should, that we guy should. was super weird though. I actually kind of enjoyed him. I was he like, was so funny. Is that the guy that's running the pub crawl? And you're like, no, and I was like, Holy fuck, I don't know who this guy is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just a guy. <laughs> that's just that's just a guy. That's just a dude here for fun. He's got a pass to get into the hall, and that's all we know. <laughs> Um pretty sure he's
0: playing forty K. <laughs>
3: but yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have drinks, signature drinks, which is gonna be awesome. We're gonna have some vendors. Um so forty K players, uh Epic Board Games is gonna have something cool for you. Ooh, uh as a sponsor, awesome. which is gonna be awesome. And then um the last so event like that Epic Meal Time? They're gonna have like bacon in a blender or something. Probably weird. not so much. Oh. So sorry. Okay. Sorry tell them to get on that train? We'll we'll let them know to make some terrain that involves just big strips of bacon. Yes. Okay. I don't know, fences. Bacon it. I like this. <laughs> I like where this is going. Oh, that would be really good for like the minions. There you go. Yeah. So, and then the last event that I have October. This got oh, to sorry, health. November fifth, fifth and sixth. It is confirmed by me right now. Is the uh, Banshee painting class of Imaginary Wars. I think there are still six spots left.
0: Sign up quick, because it it, it probably will sell out. It's going to be
3: a really good clinic. For sure. And then me and Tom will be there. And, I mean, if we both bring one of those lamps, you've got your table covered for light. So. I could. Do we need to bring lamps? Yes. I did last time, and I basically lit up the whole end of my table. I might just bring all four. That's overkill. You're going to light up the store. Tom, don't be a douche. If if I bring one and you bring one, that's enough for the whole fucking table. Yeah, get your get your shit together, man. I'll bring two just in case. All
0: right, there you go. and um, because it's me, there's probably going to be socializing in Calgary on the Saturday night.
1: Oh, most definitely. False.
0: So Tom doesn't like fun. If you not only want to learn how to paint from someone that is way better than we are, um, and then have a really good time hanging out, come down for the painting clinic. It's going to be a really good time.
3: It's true. Yeah, it sounded like the last one was actually really cool. I'll give you high-fives above the table. Tom will give you high-fives below the table. If you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean, elaborate. It's, uh... And this
0: has been another episode of Hobby (laughs) Day in Canada. I'm your host, Tom. Until next time... I'm Dan. I'm Ward. I'm confused. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Paint your models. Have a good time playing with games. And check out some of the events this summer. There's going to be a ton going on.